Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Kopan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Hey, Riley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How's your inner goddess today? She's fired up. She's ready to go. Mine put on some lipstick and said, let's talk. Let's have a chat. Let's talk about what in the world is an inner goddess because people are going to listen to us and be like, that's a lot of woo. What are you ladies talking about? I thought you were like professional moms. Where'd the crystals come from? So let's talk about it. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. And, and yes, it's a lot of woo and just a warning. Maybe it's a little, a little too woo for our first episode or second episode, first actual topic episode. But I think it's important that we just lay our cards right out on the table. And there are going to be times that we're going to talk about things like the Family Medical Leave Act. And there are going to be times that we talk about our crystals. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. And today we are going to talk about our inner goddess. And I don't even know that Riley and I have the same definition of what our inner goddess is. I don't think we do. I don't think we do either. I don't think we do. And that's all right. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to make you go first though. Oh no. You're passing the baton. Okay. Or the fire stick. You you have your (laughs) inner goddess lipstick on. And so I I do. You're ready. Okay. All right. So I'm ready. So here's the thing. Your inner goddess is, and everyone who's going to hear this is going to be like, well, that's a load of you know, stuff that I would get bleeped out for saying right now. It's whatever you think it is. But as women, we are, especially women in, you know, anywhere from that like 30 to up to, you know, however old you might be range, we have been culturally conditioned to act and be and feel and sit within the confines of a certain structure. And all those definitions about what it is to be a woman and what womanhood looks like and what femininity means and how you function as a woman in the world in the United States are really predefined for a lot of us. And they have been foisted upon us by so many people and so many marketing agencies and so many men and so, you know, (laughs) parents and grandparents and like all these people. And so what I think we're talking about and what I I, I really want to impress upon folks who might be listening right now is your inner goddess has so much more to do with the voice inside of you that says something about your femininity and your power base and what inside you makes you feel sexy or makes you feel alive or makes you feel fire or powerful or, you know, excited. Where is that passion? Where is the, the moment when you, you know, like walk into a room and you feel like you are strong and capable? What that's, that's the voice. That's the feeling. That's the, that's, that's the, the motivation that I think of when I think of my inner goddess. And um, so for me, it's, it has nothing to do with what I 
well, I won't say it has nothing to do with, but it's not defined by what I wear or how I'm, you know, what makeup I have on or don't have on or how I cut my hair. Though those things can certainly help and they impact me. I'm not even going to pretend like it doesn't matter that I have red lipstick on right now or, you know, that how I look doesn't impact how I feel. But my capacity for tapping into that voice is far more about my awareness of the cage in which I have been put by the people around me and myself for, um, for so many years. So that's, to me, what we're talking about is what cage are you in right now and how do you get out? And where, what is that? What is that for you? And it could be anything. You might love pink and frills and ruffles and lace. You might not. And, and all of that is still inner goddess. It, it's not defined by somebody else. It's defined by you. And how do you find it? Yes. So I don't think that we disagree or have different definitions as much as I thought we did. I do think there were some things that sort of my ears, well, if they weren't in headphones, so I could hear you would have per- perked up on. And those, you know, it's, it's a few things. So I really equate that inner goddess to that inner voice with some caveats. And I also think that it is tapping into that power of sort of your, what I would describe as your real femininity, not your, and you mentioned like ads, advertisers. And one thing I am thankful for streaming um, on television is that my kids have not seen advertisements nearly as much as I did. (laughs) I mean, right. There's like probably songs that you can sing, right? Like my my kid's sister, kid sister, right? Like (laughs) I got the songs and, and they don't have that experience. Thank goodness. But I do think that there is that inner femininity that I have been trying to more recently tap into. And then there is that femininity that we associate with, or I associate, I think incorrectly with pink and frilly and sort of society's femininity that they like to call feminine. And we see it all the time. I mean, we still are finding girls and boys sections of clothing. And I, I am just um, as guilty as, it, as, as the next person. So uh, we are recording this prior to Thanksgiving. And I have asked my kids for their holiday wish list. And so I gave them a bunch of catalogs because we're really at a loss this year. And when I say we're really at a loss, my kids want a dog and they could care less about anything else that they get. And I don't know that a dog is going to happen. So I'm forcing catalogs upon them going, no, please pick something else out. (laughs) Um, And I was looking through one of the catalogs yesterday. And the first part of the catalog was like blues and blacks and reds and all of this stuff. And then uh, they were, they had circled things and I'm looking through it and kind of making a list. And then I got to the section that was pastels and pinks and aquas. And I almost just flipped until I got to the dark colors again. Cause I was like, my boys are not going to have circled any of those things. Now my boys did not actually circle any of those things, but it surprised me in that I thought we had come a lot farther than that, frankly, but we have not. And It is something that only in the last, not even a full year, I would say, I have been trying to 
embrace an inner femininity and sort of take ownership of it, listening to that inner goddess or inner voice more and not criticizing it. And I think, you know, whether we're talking about kids' toys or the fact, like not to get on our feminine high horse here, but let's look at the pandemic responses of countries and let's look at the ones that have had the most successful responses. Is there any, and Riley's smiling. I can see her face. You can't see her face, but I know she's smiling. Riley, is there something similar between all of the leaders of the countries that have had (laughs) the best pandemic response? Speak to me. I can't imagine what it might be. (laughs) So maybe, are they all women? It could be that. It It could could be be that. that. And so there might be something to this whole feminine thing that goes beyond pinks and frills. And there might be something that we need to say and be ready and willing to stand up and think there is a power in our inner goddess, our inner femininity that gives us skills, gives us perspective that doesn't necessarily exist everywhere else. And it's not something that we should push down so that we can succeed in a masculine world. It's something that we should actually quiet the noise and listen to. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we certainly our generation and generations before us were encouraged if you were going to go into the workplace and be successful, for instance, by the sort of standard definition of success, meaning rising up through the ranks, making more money, having more authority, having, you know, managerial positions or, or running your own company or anything like that, you were encouraged to be more traditionally masculine. And so you would put aside those things that people consider more feminine and say, you know, be, you know, you, you could be the, the, the more aggressive um, sort of persona. Now, of course, we all, well, I don't want to say we all know, but you and I certainly know that when a woman is called aggressive, a man would certainly more likely be called assertive for the same sort of behavior. Um, and, and words matter and their impact matters. So I think it's important to take a minute to recognize that. But having worked in you know, a corporate setting, that, that hasn't changed as much as we would like to think it has changed. And so what we're talking about here is how do you look beyond that, look beyond that as the norm, as you have to become more masculine in order to be successful. You have to let go of your femininity in order to um, be taken seriously or be looked at as somebody who is an intellectual or looked at as somebody with power and authority and um, assertive capacity. And I, and I do think we have made quite a bit of progress. I mean, we see like in this last election cycle, we see t- we've increased the percentage of women in the legislature, legislature. Um, which is great, though certainly not sufficient. We see women running Fortune 500 companies in increased numbers, though certainly not in sufficiently increased numbers. So, you know, there's incremental change, which we're all excited about, and that's nice. But what is it about femininity that we can look to and instead of shying away from, really dive into and go, 
this is actually a skill, a power, uh, uh, something that for you know millennia has been a useful tool to keep humanity alive, not to be too grandiose about it, but you know, without women, there's no humanity. So okay. I'm, I'm going to just hop right in. Let's be grandiose about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is okay to celebrate our big successes. And while I know you weren't, you weren't doing it. One thing I have worked very hard on in the last year is not have false modesty. Mm. And I don't even mean false modesty in the pretending to be modest when I really want to shout from the rooftops. I mean that the world society tells me I should be modest about everything and humble about everything and not bold about anything. And so I have really tried to, and, and so, um, I have, I've taken that in. So my modesty no longer feels false. It feels I'm just a nice, humble, modest person, but maybe, maybe I'm not like, maybe the inner voice is saying, no, you need to stand up and be grandiose. And what I have noticed, and for me, that inner voice is so connected to this inner goddess is I have, I have an inner voice that I thought was my inner voice that was actually society taking up room in my head. And, yes. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and to anyone listening, you do too. Just in case anyone's yeah. wondering, we, everyone we I know has that voice and you may not know that it's that voice, but like if you hear a voice in your head and you're like, ooh, I don't like that sound, it, it's society in there going, wah, 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 wah. Well, yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't, I'm only starting to realize that it is society and not my inner voice. Um, And I think I've shared with you. So we have a a mutual friend who has started a podcast recently. Hopefully we'll have her on at some point and we'll be on hers. It'll be fun. And she and I were chatting a few months ago at this point about the process of starting the podcast and what that looked like. And she had mentioned how she was keeping everything pretty close to the vest. And I was saying how even talking to her, my first instinct, what, like the instinct, my first instinct. So to me, that says that's my inner voice, right? It's an instinct, but wait. So my first instinct was like, I don't want to give it all away, right? Because she is a podcast and you give a podcast and there's only room for so many podcasts. And I'm just going to call out that inner voice and say, that was not me. That was society telling me as a woman that there is only so much space for us, which means there's only so much space for so many podcasters. That is a, that is a, a mean, nasty society voice that's in my head. But for a minute or two, I had t- taken as my inner voice. Right. My inner, that is not my inner voice. My inner voice is saying there's room for all of us at the table that there is room for all of these voices, that she could be saying the exact same kind of thing as we're saying, which by the way, she's not, but let's just pretend she is. And there would still be room for all of us because we, she was not going to say it the same way we say it. 
Yeah. It's an endless buffet. It's not pie. It's a buffet and it never yeah. ends. Or and cupcake cupcakes. Or like cupcakes. my uh, yes. my nine year old said when I was talking to him, um, and this is something that I'm sure we'll come back to, but I do have three boys and they are uh, white men and they are white Christian men. I mean, let's just, they've had the whole majority society thing going on with them. And they, we have talked a lot in our uh, exchanges about how supporting, engaging other people so that everyone can share the same number of rights um, doesn't take away their rights. And I said, you know, there's this great analogy about a pie and now it's not pie. And he said, it's not pie, it's cupcakes. We can all have our cupcakes. And I like the buffet too. Cupcakes, yeah. pie, whatever it is. But that, that scarcity of thought, that inner voice is not the inner goddess that we're talking about. That is society taking up room in our head to keep us in our small little space. Yeah, it's a place of fear and smallness. And so what we're talking about is living an abundant life and living a life where you're reaching out instead of curling in. And when you want to find that voice, I think, you know, it requires some quiet and it requires some deep thought and, and um, consciousness and intentionality. And you have to really look for it sometimes, especially if you, you know, were raised in a like many of us raised in a, in a family and a culture that sort of just went along with whatever the norms were. Um, if you were not, then you were lucky and you were sort of pushed outside of that. But most people were raised within these sort of gender norms and these expectations. And then you went through your school and you went through your, you know, formative years experiencing this inundation of information that, pushed you in, in whatever direction you you went in, um, most likely in this sort of gender conforming um, direction. And so how do you, how do you tap into the inside and hear that voice that society saying, well, be afraid they're taking what you want. Or, um, you know, if you're too assertive, if you ask for too much of what you want, then people are going to think, you know, you're not, um, you're too much like a man or you're too, you know, if you're not assertive enough, you're too much like a woman, you know, all of these too much concepts. And so it, it's interesting. I had an experience like this um, recently where, you know, the other, the flip side of it is we're told as women, well, you have to be more assertive. You have to take credit for your work. You have to ask for recognition. And so, you know, I do that a lot because uh, I, I work hard and I deserve credit for the work that I do. And so interestingly, I was just having a conversation with a colleague about that. And I was, um, I was upset because I had been, you know, had been doing some things and not credited for them. And in fact, other people had been taking credit for the things that I've been doing. And it was frustrating as, as it might be for anyone, I think. Uh, man, woman, otherwise. And the response, of course, was, well, I think you're really looking outside of yourself for validation. And so it can go in yeah. all kinds of weird directions when you are a woman trying to navigate the the inner workings of how all this works within a culture that doesn't like for people to step outside of their predefined boxes. Because people like order. People like definition. People like for people to fit in a box. It's, it's easier. It's less scary. It's, it's more convenient, right? And so I think 
what we're talking about is really the opposite. We're suggesting you should boldly, you know, break your box. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and jump out of it. Yep. You should, you should break your box. You should jump out of it. And listen, your inner voice, your inner goddess might be very much in alignment with what society says it should be. And that's cool too. That's yep. totally cool. As long as that's your decision, right? And you're stepping into that um, with on, on purposefully. And for me, like when we're talking about the how of it, I mentioned the word noise. It's a lot of noise and it's, it's noise, literal noise. <laughs> like we both live in homes where we're raising relatively young children. They are very noisy. And so there's the literal noise and there's the noise of when you're having conversations with other people, but there's also that internal noise. So one thing we are going to be doing and asking you to do as sort of we participate in, in the, this podcast together and this journey together is to, we're going to give a little homework here and there and some of that homework like this time is going to be to list, list three things you can do to quiet the noise, right? And so um, when we give homework like that, what we'd love to see is if you, you know, grab yourself a journal, if you have one already, you could be like me who just buys journals because they're pretty. And I probably don't need to buy one for another decade at this point, <laughs> but um, you can grab yourself a journal in perfect world. Like I have a partner right? Riley's my partner. She's going to keep me accountable. Grab yourself a partner so that you have an accountability partner. But you know, the first, the first task might be write down some things that you can do to help quiet the noise, whether it's the inside noise or the outside noise. So sometimes for me, the way to quiet noise is actually to create noise, right? So I love a dance party in my kitchen by myself. Um, I do not so much like a dance party like in front of other people but in a, in a kitchen by but, myself but you might yes yes but you might and you should do that if that's your thing um but in a kitchen by myself when I'm dancing that's sort of when I can I can that's one thing I can use throughout the day to sort of tap into like an inner voice or meditation um or simply start with some questions like now that I know that I have this voice inside of me that I think of as my inner voice that isn't always my inner voice, I've learned that I should question it, right? So who's actually saying this? Is it me or is it society? So those are some things that I do to quiet things. I don't know. I know, Riley, I know you meditate as well. I do. I do. But I also find that, you know, we're busy, right? Like we're, even in a pandemic, we're busy. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm busier now than I ever was and I don't go anywhere. It's <laughs> shocking. So, you know, you've got to find, you got to squeeze it in there if you're, if you're as yeah. busy as I am. And even if you're not, sometimes it's hard to make yourself take those steps to really like think deeply about what it is that you're feeling internally. And so I find, you know, wherever your comfort zone is, whatever is the most comfortable place for you is where you can find your authentic self. So like, I don't know, maybe you really feel relaxed in the shower, or maybe you um, take a walk every day, maybe you are a runner, 
Um, maybe you love cooking. I, I yeah, baking. Bless you if you do, because I'm like I. If I have to cook one more meal, I think it, that's it at this point. Um, but you know, wherever that spot is in your life where you're feeling the calm moment, and it may not even happen every day. I know it doesn't for me. You know, if it does for you, great is where you can squeeze in that five minutes to go, well, let me check in internally and think about what is it that I'm hearing in my mind? How do I feel internally? What am I thinking? Where is, you know, where is my voice? Where, like, what internally is going on with me? And I think that's, for me, that's where I find it. I mean, I like in the shower is for me, maybe that's too much information for our (laughs) listeners, but... (laughs) Well, You're welcome, everybody. Um, that's where I can really, because, you know, usually the kids leave me alone, usually, um, and it's a little quiet, and I can sort of, like, space out, and so that's a place where I can get a minute to have a, have time to think about, like, what do I want to, you know, what do I, how do I want to feel, and how do I get there, and so, you know, that's, I think a lot of people have that, so... Well, and uh, you know, on our last podcast, I talked about practicing grace. I think this this takes practice, right? So, it has been a goal of mine for years to start meditating, and I have paid for apps for years <laughs> to start meditating. And you know, I might meditate like twenty five times in an entire year. And to be honest, they all happened within like a six week period, and that would be it. And this was finally the year that I have found the app that I associate well with, that I really like, that I found the type of meditation, at least right now, that really works for me. But what it has done, so, you know, and, and I'll admit, sometimes that's five minutes, sometimes it's 10 minutes. Like it, it is a chunk of time that I have to be conscious of fitting in, in my day, whether it's when I'm still laying in bed in the morning or whether it's at the end of the day, or um, I'm not gonna lie, I've driven to my kids pick up at school early so that I could meditate waiting for them. But I still had a good parking spot. Like you fit it in. But because I made that a a goal, I've been able to have these moments of quiet or peace when I'm doing things like bringing in the trash can, right? Or taking out the trash because I I can capture now that moment where I'll just take a stop. I'll just stop for a minute and I'll take a deep breath, like a good deep breath. And I might look up in the sky and I might notice what the, what the trees are doing. And then I'll keep pulling the, the trash can. Like that'll be it. Like that's all I need. But that little moment was just enough to quiet the noise. And so I don't want anyone to think like, I can't squeeze it in. Maybe it is during the shower. I am not afforded privacy during the shower often enough to say that the shower is a good place for me. Um, usually someone's using the toilet at the same time, frankly. But um, <laughs> I get it. I get yeah. it. I, I get it. <laughs> but I think that this doesn't have to be um, a big, it, it can be a practice where you just, you find those those little moments. Well, and it builds on itself. And I think that's important to also recognize is that wherever you start is not where you're going to end up. And that's the point of it is that it's a journey and it's part of the, this whole podcast series is a journey. 
and we're here to help you through it. So you should reach out if you're struggling and, and let us know how it's going. But it's, um, it's like if you decide to start running one day, you're not going to run eight miles the first day. You're going to start with something much smaller. So as Tova has said, you know, you've got you've to give yourself grace. And it's so easy to say because as yeah. a lifelong perfectionist and extraordinarily bad at setting reasonable expectations, which is part of what we're talking about here. I'm just I laughing because I agree with everything that you're saying. I'm just laughing. I get it though. I, I know that there was going to be some people listening who are going, yeah, I get that, but I don't have 10 minutes in my day. And I have two answers to that. You do, you do have 10 minutes in your day somewhere and you don't, you don't have to have 10 minutes. You could have one minute. One minute will change everything. If you have one minute a day for a week, the next week you'll have two minutes. And after that, you'll have three minutes and you build and you give yourself the grace to have one minute to take a deep breath and okay. to think about who you are. So tell me I'm not the only one who's done this. Here's, here's a moment that you can steal, right? Like we're stealing our moments. You get the kids in the car. Oh, the door. Shut vacation? all the doors. <laughs> Who and made then, that joke? I think it was Jim Gaffigan or something. I like think that. it was Jim Gaffigan. And, and it is, God, it's an amazing moment. And they're it all is. inside and they're, I mean, so I only have, in. yeah, they're locked in. I mean, I have three kids yeah. and only one can't get out on his own. Um, and I'm not teaching him. And, you know, and you walk around and he, he joked about it, but it's, it's funny because it's so freaking true. It you is. Know, he, he walked around to the other side and, uh, and you just take a breath. And I, I mean, I may have lingered at the bumper on more than one occasion. I may have accidentally on purpose dropped my keys. I mean, things happen between one door to the other. I don't know. But it is definitely a place. Look, you got to find your moments if you're a parent. You just find them where you can. But even if you're not a parent and you're, you know, a young a professional starting out and you're you're feeling overwhelmed by your life you can find those moments and it might like i said it might be one minute and that's okay it doesn't that we're not suggesting you take an hour out of your day and really like dig have you know like have an out-of-body soul experience you'll I mean, get there probably. i was gonna say that's cool that's cool if you want to do that do it let us know how it goes if you do like <laughs> i'm curious let us know how you find the time <laughs> right like, where did you squeeze that hour in? Um, but it's, you know, it, it's not as um, overwhelming and as hard as it seems once you get started, just like anything else. It's a, you know, once you start it, it feels like, it feels great. It, feel, it feels like something you can do. Um, well, it's yeah. worth the effort. And then you become grateful that you did. I mean, then it, it, it's like a snowball effect. So mm -hmm. it does. So that is, you know, this inner goddess, this inner voice, this inner power is something special that we have, I think. And by tapping into it is when we can start putting it out in the world and, and, and being more proactive and then have, you know, global leaders <laughs> that are using their inner goddess to help their countries through a pandemic. I mean, it's, but it, it, yeah. it, they have to start, everyone has to start with recognizing that these things that many of us were raised to think made us lesser in one way or another are actually where our power comes in. Um, right. I, know that, I know that there's an Elsa song that really taps into this, but that's just because I love <laughs> I love Frozen too. So. so hopefully you'll break out in that song soon um, for everyone. Uh, 
you know, at the end of the day, it's about being authentic and being true to who and what you are, whatever that is. And I do feel based on just my own experience, women are often not allowed culturally to be authentic to who they are because we're, we're, you know, we're boxed in. Now I could say the same for, for boys as a, as a boy mom, or, you know, my not quite four-year-old keeps coming home from preschool telling me he doesn't like girl colors. I can guarantee you he's never heard the words girl colors in my house because I'm a very strong feminist and I don't believe in that. Um, And my daughter knows better than to say it. Um, And she doesn't believe in it at this point. So, um, you know, it, it, it comes to, it hits both sides. And I think, you know, it's important to recognize that for, for men as well. We want men and women to live authentic lives and to be emotionally complete humans. And that requires being able to hear your own voice and not what you think you're supposed to sound like. I, yes, 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 yes. Because I think that we are all better people when we are able to recognize that characteristics that are traditionally thought of as feminine are ones that we want to highlight, whether we are, you know, a boy like my boys or, or like your daughter. So yes. So this is, you know, our first topic podcast, but we felt it was just really important to start here because a lot of what we're going to be talking about is figuring out whether we are hearing our true inner voice or the myths that society have told us and which one we want to actually believe and which one we need to believe to really be the people, the authentic people that that we want to be, whatever that person looks like. Um, so we've given you your homework, which is, you know, grab a friend, grab a partner, come join our community. And then you are able to grab a journal. If it's, you know, an excuse to support a small business, then I say, let's all grab more journals, <laughs> which is why I will never need a journal because I just, right. any excuse to grab keep one. Buying them. Yeah, just keep buying them. And let's start making a list. Let's make a list for ourselves. And then let's make a list in our community of things that we can do to help quiet both the literal noise if we need to, right? With the literal noise can be quieted by putting your kids in the car, walking to the outside and shutting the doors. Um, Or it could be the, you know, figurative noise in our head. And let's start making this list so we can find some ways that, that work. What works for me, what works for Riley might not work for you, or maybe it does. And maybe you have a great idea that it's going to be a game changer for, for our day, which I'm always looking for. Absolutely. So this is just one step in living a bolder life. Yes. And then to that end, our next podcast, we talk about how do we set goals when life is so distracting, which seems right on point for as we're trying to figure out how to quiet some of the noise. So, all right. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. 
Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly Podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit WeGoBoldlyThePodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.